within a span of one year, we went from everyone going to classes in person to half going in person, half online, and some in between. Then we made a conscious effort to keep everyone online. And now in 2021, some students are in person and some are online, regardless of where you stand. You do acknowledge that stress and burnout is more prevalent now than ever before. Today, we're going to discuss how to manage burnout should you retake a class and how to take the right classes in undergrad. Burnout occurs when you are out of alignment with the mind, body, and soul, or all of them. It is also when the mind has reached its capacity for thinking and when you can no longer achieve things in a high manner of which you previously were able to. Here we will discuss 10 ways to avoid burnouts. The first one is listen to meditation frequencies on YouTube. There are seven healing frequencies. Before the age of social media, humans knew that music was the gateway to the subconscious mind. What are frequencies? Frequencies are healing music that reprograms the mind to relax and calm down. Sound has a strong effect on the human body. Now, before I begin going into detail about this tip and all of my other tips, I just want to get a disclaimer, three disclaimers. Number one, I am not a medical doctor. I am a student. I'm a pre-med student. Number two, I'm not a psychologist. And number three, these are not quick, rich schemes. And what I mean by this is that this is not an overnight fix. So you have to be very consistent with all of these tips. You're not going to wake up one day and listen to a frequency and all of your burnout struggles are gone. No, 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 no. This comes with consistency. And consistency means doing the same thing over and over and over again until you start to see results. Now, let's finish. According to psychologists, listening to frequency meditation for at least 10 minutes a day can help you improve your day. Frequency music includes listening to music at 528 hertz, 432 hertz, 428 hertz, and many, many more. The 528 hertz frequency is the frequency known as the transformation and calm frequency. To listen to this meditation, simply YouTube 528HZ meditation and a list of multiple videos will come up. Most of them will be for hours and hours a day, but you do not have to listen to them for multiple hours. You can listen to them for 5 minutes, 10, 15, or even an hour. The first one, as mentioned above, is 528HZ. The second one is 532HZ. This is a more calmer, comfortable frequency that allows you to gain clarity with the mind, body, and soul. 
when you are burned out. This means that you are out of alignment with the mind, or the body, or the soul, or all of them. That is okay. Things happen. However, your goal is to get back in alignment with the mind, body, and soul. Listening to the frequency 432 allows your body to calm down after a long day. You can also listen to this frequency when you're studying. Once again, to find these frequencies, simply YouTube 528HZ Meditation Music or 432HZ Meditation Music and many of them will come up. When burned out, listening to music with no words is more beneficial to listening to music with words because your mind is so contaminated with thoughts of like giving up or tiresome thoughts. So the last thing you need is for more subconscious thoughts to come in unnecessarily. Number two, spend two to five days of your day every day meditating i know this sounds so cliche but i can bet that you have not done it on a consistent basis maybe you meditate for once a week every month once a year or you've never even given serious thought into it but as i said you have to do this on a consistent basis you have to do it repeatedly Meditation for two minutes a day in the beginning of your day can really minimize the stress you have. Meditation is the art of silencing your brain with the goal to achieve answers from within. When you are running around, have 50 assignments, and maybe you even have children to look after, it is important to start your day with a clear mind. Meditation is more simple than you think. It does not have to be this complicated, glamorous, religious duty. The best way to meditation is to sit up in a crisscross applesauce position. Put your phone on mute and close your eyes. Now, this is the most important part. Are you listening? You're going to breathe in for five seconds. Literally, count the seconds in your head. Hold your breath for six seconds and breathe out for seven seconds. Okay, five, six, seven. Let me repeat. In your crisscross applesauce position, you're going to breathe in for five seconds. You're gonna hold this breath for six seconds. You're gonna breathe out for seven seconds. For beginners, do this for two minutes of day every day this may sound easy and cliche and you're like oh this is not going to work for me but i guarantee you when you first start it will be so hard because you will get to pay attention to your every thought you're like be quiet brain be quiet brain but you can't be quiet because you don't realize how cluttered your brain is and this is one of the things that can lead to burnout you have to be consistent with this this is not an overnight quick fix over time, you will get better and your burnout will decrease because you are the one who is in control over your life. Meditation decreases burnout significantly because, once again, it takes time. It does not happen overnight. It is not an overnight fix. Nothing is an overnight fix contrary to popular belief.
Number three, create an online to-do list, to-do list for your day. I'm sure you've heard of a to-do list, but the problem is we sometimes go headfirst into a situation which causes us to burn out. When you start this to-do list, go about this one or two ways. The first way is to only put two to three things down on your list a day. The second way is to create a to-do list once a week in the beginning so you don't get burned out by the to-do list. Let me explain. When first creating a to-do list, try not to overburden yourself with 20 things to do in one day. Instead, only write the most important things down on your list, such as finish my organic chemistry homework that's due tomorrow, start on my group project, and study for my biochemistry quiz. You see, these are the most important things that must be done, and those are the three things you want to focus on for the week. Make sure you are staying consistent and not overburdening yourself. If you finish these tasks for the day, make sure to put a check mark beside the task and literally type, good job, you did it. Once again, that also sounds very silly, but you must understand that when feeling burnt out, you need to encourage yourself every step of the way. Seriously. Number four, whatever is the most important thing to do. After your morning routine, begin to work on that important thing first. Let's say you have an assignment due that night or a huge assignment due the next week. Instead of cramming it all in, work on it as soon as you're done with your morning routine. Work on the assignment little by little. When working on the assignment, put your phone on do not disturb or turn it off if possible. Another tip is to leave your phone in another room while you're doing your assignment so you're not tempted to turn it back on. Once you're done with this assignment, congratulate yourself. Literally, tell yourself, good job. You seriously have to learn to encourage yourself like the gospel song says. The feeling of being burned out makes you feel like you cannot accomplish anything or that you have never have enough time in the day to do anything. The little assignments, the little quizzes are what matter. At the most in the end. Work on your assignments little by little instead of cramming them all at once. That can lead to intense frustration and technical difficulties. Number five, create a Google Calendar. I know I have talked about this in many episodes. I discovered this last semester so this is why I love to share it. It can literally save your college career and even your life. What you're going to do is literally Google Google Calendar. Once you get to the calendar, I want you to literally type in all of your classes from now until the end of the semester. 
any upcoming assignments, type them on the day it is due and the day before. Now, let me explain because it may not make sense. So, you're going to do the Google Calendar. And let's say you have an assignment due Friday. So, today, you're going to type in math assignment due Friday. You're going to put the assignment on Friday in the calendar. And you're also going to put it on your calendar all throughout the week. So every day you turn on your phone, you have to see, oh, I have, an, I have a math quiz on Friday. Do this with all of your assignments until the assignment is completed, until it's done. Because it's going to keep reminding you, okay, you have a math quiz on Friday. I have my biochemistry on Saturday at 11.59. And I have organic chemistry due on Monday of the next week. Continuously putting it in your calendar every single day on your reminder and on the regular calendar is going to make you want to study even more and more and more because it's like you can't avoid it. Set an assignment for every single assignment. Set a reminder. Literally schedule in your workout routine on your Google Calendar. Schedule in your study breaks on your Google Calendar. Let's give an example. Let's say you plan to study from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. You want to take a break at 5 p.m. Literally, put that in your Google Calendar. Break time 5 to 5.15 or 5 to 5.30. That way you will be more motivated to stay on organi organized and on top of your game. Scheduling your trips to the, to the Whole Foods or to Walmart on your Google Calendar. I promise it works. When feeling burned out, you may have a tendency to forget everything or forget a few assignments, but the Google Calendar will help you remember everything. It will constantly remind you. Please, if you don't take any other advice, create a Google Calendar. I don't care if you're a student. I don't care if you are a mom just watching this. I don't care where you are in your life. A Google Calendar will save your life. It will avoid burnout on drastic levels. Remember, once again, this is a consistent race. This is not a race. A Google Calendar will help you improve your day-to-day -day life. You will feel like you have control over your life. Number six on how to avoid burnout be honest about your work and make sure to balance your schoolwork with other extracurricular activities. If you can take 20 classes in a semester, take 20 classes. But if you can only handle 14 to 16 credit hours like the average person, only take 14 to 16. Do not overburden yourself. It is not a race. You do not get a trophy for finishing first. You get a trophy for finishing. Let me repeat. You do not get a trophy for finishing first. You get a trophy for finishing. If you are overwhelmed with the amount of classes, do not be ashamed to drop a class or switch professors if that is possible. If you have one class that is stressing you to the point where you cannot eat or sleep, and then drop that class and try to take it in the summertime or the next semester. 
as far as extracurricular activities and before i get to that some schools would recommend that when you drop a class you add a class in some instances that works and sometimes you may just need a break so do what works for you and talk to your advisor of course before making any big decisions and of course if your advisor is of no help then you might have to lean to your intuition or ask the upperclassmen or ask a mentor so just take this with a grain of salt but if you are stressing to the point where you cannot eat and sleep like i said before you may gotta drop the class for that semester you don't want it to impact your mental health on such a level that it's very hard for it to turn back. Now, as far as the extracurricular activities, try to schedule in your volunteer hours on weekends or on the day whether you have less classes or the least amount of classes. For instance, on Thursdays, if you have no classes or you only have a class at 10 o'clock, try to schedule in your extracurricular activities on those days. And extracurricular could mean volunteer, running errands and things of that nature. This will ensure that you have the dedicated time to get everything done in an appropriate manner. Number seven, the big one. Learn when to say no. You must, you must put yourself first in every situation. You are a college student. You have so much responsibility. If you cannot complete a certain test, say no. Politely decline. You don't always have to explain why. No is all they need. As pre-health students, I understand. You want to give so much. You want to help everyone. You want to save the world. But you remember to not put anyone ahead of your own expenses. It will only cost you in the end. Your grades come first. Your mental health comes first. Your future comes first. And the best way to prepare for your future is now. It's not good at all to put others ahead of yourself all the time. If you're feeling burned out, this means that your needs have to come first. You must decide what is important to you. You do not have to do anything you do not feel obligated to do. Feeling burned out is no joke. Learn to say no so that it does not cost you in the end. Set boundaries for yourself. I am not an expert in this situation, but for more information, there is an unconventional yet educated popular psychologist by the name of The Holistic Psychologist on Instagram. So for more information about setting boundaries and learning to say no, check out the Holistic Psychologist. You are in control of your own destiny. You own this. The things you need to do now is to focus on you, your healing, your education, you, you, you. This is your year, and before you ask, no, this is not selfish, this is selfless. Number eight, take a day off if needed. Do not fall into the trap of perfectionism. Do not define yourself by the things you do. You are not failing because you're taking a day off. You are not a failure because you are burned out and need a break. This goes for any area in life, professional, 
school, family, everything. Take a day off. Relax. Spend the day in bed. Spend the day at the park. Spend the day with your friends. Spend it with yourself. Sometimes all you needed was a break. You cannot work yourself to the point of exhaustion and fatigue. I know that most pre-meds are perfectionists, but listen to me. This is a marathon. Do not beat yourself up. Take a day off. Your body will thank you for it later. You should dedicate one day a week to yourself. To yourself. In order to do this, this requires intensive time management for the other days. Feeling burned out can lead to serious health issues, did you know? Did you know one of the main causes of certain illnesses are stress? When you are burned out, you are obviously stressed. Take a day off. You will thank yourself for it later. Number nine, find a serious accountability partner. An accountability partner is one who coaches you but is mutual. They are helping you and you are helping them. You are responsible for holding each other accountable. The best way to find one is through trial and error. Your classmates can be your accountability partner. You can message them and ask them if they need a study partner for class and to ensure that they will continue on. It's by asking them to meet up via Zoom at least once a week or every other week or maybe once a month, okay? If you find that they're not really best fit for you, find another one. It is okay. It gets better. With time, accountability partners really work once you found the right one. To avoid burnout, develop discipline in all areas of your life but start with each area first start with one area first there is an old saying that states if you do it anywhere you do it everywhere this means that if one part of your life is undisciplined then most likely all areas could be undisciplined in some shape or form what is discipline you might ask Discipline is the ability to do something in a consistent manner, whether you want to do it or not. To avoid burnout, in the beginning, develop a small routine for your life. Maybe this means getting up five minutes earlier each day. Five minutes sound easy, but it is not. Do your assignment one day in advance. That is discipline. When feeling burned out, discipline is what keeps you going because although you may not want to do it, your mind is trained to do it and this will decrease burnout. Now, we've discussed the 10 ways to avoid burnout. Let's talk about classes. How to know when to drop a class and what classes should you be taking as a pre-med student on the track to going to medical student. There are three indicators of when you need to drop a class. Number one, if you're taking way too many classes and you're unable to balance your classes to the point where you're failing tremendously. 
I've had a few semesters where it was so impossible to pass the class, I said I might as well drop it and take it another semester. Number two, if by the time the midterm grades have been released and you have anything lower than a C, and you know for a fact that it will be almost impossible to pass, you need to drop. Number three, if you're so stressed that you cannot eat and sleep, you need to drop. Your mental health comes first, okay? Now, the solution to dropping is simple. Either take the class in the summer or take it in the following semester. How to know which classes are right for you to take? Well, 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 it depends. What's your major? If you are a traditional biology major, then the core classes you need to take are biology in lab, general chemistry in lab, part one and two, organic chemistry in lab one and two, physics one and two, calculus and bio biochemistry with lab. These are your core classes. These are the classes where it doesn't matter where you're applying for medical school. These are the classes that they will want. Now, I must put a disclaimer. There are some schools who, rec who, who require biochemistry and there are some who don't. So you want to ensure that you're looking on the medical school's website. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you're a freshman or a senior, you need to be looking on the medical school's website to see what classes that they require you to take. After this, the core classes, you must follow your four-year curriculum at your university. For the electives, if you're given the option to take free electives, meaning electives that do not go with your major, please do it. Take as many fun classes as your university permits. Also, once again, look at the medical school requirements when it comes to classes. Some of them want you to take a few credit hours in psychology classes. Some want you to take physiology, immunology, medical terminology. So you have to be very cautious and aware of this and make sure you are fulfilling all the classes that you need. Some classes that are recommended are cell biology, genetics, physiology, immunology, human anatomy, and other classes that will be beneficial in medical school. The best way to study for biology will be different than the way that you study for chemistry. Biology is basically about memorization and basic understanding. Chemistry is a foreign language that you must understand in order to study. Useful resources for chemistry include the Organic Chemistry Tutor on YouTube, Melissa Marble on YouTube, who has a chemistry introduction playlist. Also utilize your textbook. I know we all hate opening up the textbook, but if you're failing chemistry or it may not be your strongest point, open up the textbook and read it and take notes as you go. To put a disclaimer and a warning out for any lower classmen, such as the freshmen who may not know, never, ever, ever buy books from the bookstore at your university. Always rent your books from Amazon or Chegg. I don't care what the class is. You don't need the book for the rest of your life. If you take very good notes, if you take such good notes, you really won't need the book your whole life contrary to popular belief and if you've already made the mistake and you bought the book just sell it to those who don't know the secret okay it's okay also 
understand that there are a lot of free resources online, so try to utilize those first. Studying for organic chemistry is very similar to chemistry, except it is a foreign language times 10. Imagine an English native speaker trying to learn Japanese. It is not impossible, but it will require more time than it will to learn Japanese than it will to learn Spanish. And this is very similar to someone who loves biology, to someone who despises organic chemistry. Yes, that is how organic chemistry feels for those who have never taken it before. The honest and best way to study organic chemistry is you have to understand the material. There are some classes you can kind of just memorize and take notes and flashcards and do the work and understand how the professor runs the class, meaning how her, his or her test set up, and you can just pass with an A or B. Organic chemistry, you're in for a rude awakening if you think you're just going to write some notes down on the flashcards and no, 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 no. You have to understand the material. The best resources that I personally have used for organic chemistry is literally the organic chemistry tutor on YouTube who has a video for literally every subject, literally every topic, subtopic. The organic chemistry tutor will save your life. The best, the second best way to study organic chemistry, and this also ties with physics, is practice problems. Seriously, practice problems. The more you practice, the better you're going to get. This is not a memorization, um, nucleus, prokaryotic type of class, okay? You have to know what you're doing. You have to be able to teach it to a fifth grader, okay? If you can teach organic chemistry and physics to a fifth grader, you will most likely pass, okay? And if possible, try to avoid taking these in the one semester. I know it, it may be impossible. I, I get it. I get it. But if you can't avoid it, please do. It will save you so much heartache and headache and burnouts, okay? Practice takes time. It is not easy at all. If you are still listening, be sure to give this episode a thumbs up. Thank you so much for listening. For more education, inspiration, and representation, stay tuned for the next episode. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. It's a calling, you know. The one you can't ignore, the one that creeps up at your door at 2am and reminds you to study for your human anatomy quiz, do it for... Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare. I am your host, Ivy, and on this podcast, we strategically give you resourceful strategies to implement into your journey as a pre-med or med student. Before we begin, make sure you are following our Instagram at Melanin in Healthcare.